aircraft flew low over the site before swinging around and approaching it on the second pass. Compared to the huge alien ship, theirs was barely a tenth of its size. But in space, size never determined which race or species was superior. In the end, it always came down to ability, determination, intelligence, and firepower. Already they could tell the enemy ship was sputtering. The Abjurian crew was feverishly squeezing every last ounce of juice out of the dying engines. Will shook her head. The vessel probably ate massive amounts of matter to keep itself going. She vaguely wondered how often the crew was forced to stop and refuel the behemoth. She glanced over at the communications officer. Grant, send them our terms. Done, Captain. Any response? Not even a feck you. How inhospitable. Very well, let's set her down. Four landing spikes emerged from the underside of the Trinity. As the vessel touched down on the hull, they dug deep into the skin, embedding themselves far enough into the ship's outer layer to prevent themselves from being dislodged. Automatically, everyone fastened themselves in their safety harnesses. Will was in her command chair and strapped in before the navigator called out, Gear secured! The words were barely out of his mouth when the Abjurian ship let out a high-pitched screech that filled the bridge. Will clenched her teeth against the squeal until Granth dropped the volume. At the same time, they were violently thrown from side to side as the craft tried to shake them off. Although the head brace protected her from the worst of it, Will wished for the umpteenth time that someone would invent a more stabilizing device. She would have a top-level migraine before this was over. Unable to evict the Trinity using their first method, the enemy ship started whirling. When that didn't work, it tried to reach back with its extendable clawed arms to pluck the Regency vessel off its back, but Magnus had set them down well out of range. Will watched as the pitted metal arms futilely snapped meters away. Captain, she's sending out a distress call. Block it. Way ahead of you, Grant grinned at her, and she smiled back. Thank the heavens for such a well-trained crew. After only 19 months, they worked so smoothly together they could already anticipate most of her commands, as well as each other's moves. The arms finally withdrew. The Abjurian craft seized its gyration. Will took a deep breath of relief. The enemy had accepted its fate, which meant stage one was over. Now came stage two, the dangerous part. Plyman? Ready to assist me with boarding the ship? I'll meet you at the docking station, the man told her and left the bridge. Will laid her hand on the screen on the command chair arm. Withdraw cage. Calling security. Pierce off? Pierce off here, Captain. She stood as the last of the straps that had kept her secured withdrew back into the chair. Meet me in docking. Bring two men with you. On my way, the man crisply replied. He didn't need to ask why. Everyone already knew what their strategy protocol was when overtaking an enemy ship. It's all yours, Magnus, she instructed as she headed for the internal lift. His reply was faint when she stepped into the lift's void and placed her hand on the sensor panel. Accepted, Captain. Docking. The lift shot her through the ship's many levels. Although she knew she was traveling at a high rate of speed, it felt more like she was being buffeted by a thousand air nozzles all blowing on her at every angle. 
The pale blue glow from the lift's inner panel was her lone light source, and she watched the display tick off the levels until she reached the docking area. When the darkness in front of her dissolved, she stepped out into the large chamber where the four members of her team were already waiting at the far end. Plyman spoke up as she approached. The tube is punched through. Good. Any sign of resistance? Pearsoff glanced up from a monitor. None so far, but you know it doesn't mean anything when it comes to the Ben Abjur. Frickin' scavengers. Will turned around at the soft curse. It had come from Beast, one of Pearsoff's men. Don't begrudge them their way of life. It's because they're scavengers that we're allowed to make a tidy profit. Beast grunted, but with a smile. Is it true there's a humanoid on board? Goran asked. He was the second man from security. Plyman nodded. Regardless of the fact, don't automatically assume that the humanoid is a friendly. I've seen Ars Van Turens as crew members on Abjurian ships.